Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. One night in Edmonton, we were out on the town, and there was a guy by the name of Bane Nori. How about that? Bane says... I did I ever tell you guys about the night I was out with the uh, Rolling Stones? And I'm like, come on! What was Mick Jagger like? And he's like, well, no, no, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards weren't there. It was the rest of the band. And I hit the floor. You weren't with the Rolling Stones then, Bane. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger are the Rolling Stones. <laughs> exactly. Like This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. That was, uh, that was a great night. That was a great story. Welcome inside your favorite daytime sports talk show. And we're live on television. That's Game Plus. We're live on radio, WQEE, the key. YouTube live, if that's your thing. And perhaps uh, you've just tuned into the podcast. Gosh knows where in outer space you are on that. It's going to be big fun today on this episode number 953 of the program. Can we bring in the moose? Darren Moose Dupont, please. He's in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, where I see it's still rather chilly. Uh, Moose, as I wind up my Florida winter, uh, I'm exhausting my Florida wardrobe, as I told you. It's game day here today. Where's my belt? I will not be wearing this shirt to the Golden Knights in the Florida Panthers down in Sunrise. But I I had to give you the spirit of the thing, man, because I'm going to be coming up to Canada soon. How's things in your world? Things are awesome, and it is the best part of my day to be able to come on here and and chat sports and, and kind of guess what you're going to be wearing. Often we match wardrobes, but I love <laughs> that you're getting rid of the Florida thing because that's probably not going to be in the uh, wardrobe uh, rotation in Calgary. Listen, <laughs> let's tell them what you said. Let's tell them what you said before we went here. You said if I wore this in Calgary, I'd probably get my ass kicked. You didn't <laughs> say it exactly that, but I am. But I'm saying that. So, And I'm very happy, uh, by the way, before we jump into what's going on. And I should tell you, we got Brian Ray going to join us. Dallas Stars TV host in hour one and in hour two. Mike Wilner, the host of the Deep Left Field podcast, longtime host of Jay's Talk. And I was just looking up some numbers from our YouTube page, one of the highest viewed and most highly rated segments we've ever done was with Mike Wilner. So Canadians love their Toronto Blue Jays. So on the cusp of this 2023 season, Mike Wilner will be joining us. But I'm very happy, most very happy, because... One thing I love about television is I can have props. I never had props on the radio before. So I was starting to get a little worried, as you well know, because my tough tribe was running very low, very low. I actually went yep. to the public store and bought some. Uh, look, at you can barely see it in there. It's right down to the very nub. But I bought some <laughs> moose, and then there was, a, there was a knock at the door last night, and because I've ordered this stuff a month ago, dude. It comes from Winnipeg. Remember when I told you that? I said, most words. Yeah. Did you know it's in Winnipeg? I, I thought it was a U.S. company. No, no, no. It showed up, man, just in time. I have never had a hair product I love as much as Tough Tribe. The shine, the lacquer, the all of it. I'm a very happy guy today. So I'm ready. As you often say, you're like, everything's coming together just in time for you to go. 
you know, on yeah. all my various bouncing around. So it's happening. I got my tough tribe. I love not only when we can support our sponsors and partners, but when it, when it works. <laughs> you know, it's not fake. I love tough tribe. If I didn't have it, I don't think I'd leave the house. Okay, can you hit the quick six show horn, please? <laughs> And we'll quit Mickey Mouse and around. Uh, Moose, I'm going to run through Monday NHL leftovers and just listen up. A couple sentences on each game because there were some big games. I really want to move ahead to tonight's games. But Thomas Hurdle scored the tying goal with 10.2 seconds to go in regulation. Logan Couture got the winner. 121 into overtime on the San Jose Sharks rallied to beat the Winnipeg Jets 3-2. That snapped a five-game streak for the Sharks. Losing streak. Nate Schmidt and Nino Niederreiter scored for Winnipeg. Big save, Dave. Finished with 21 stops. In Buffalo, Connor McDavid scored twice, giving him an NHL leading 54 goals this season to lead the orders past the Sabres 3-2. McDavid upped his league-leading points total to a career-best 124. In Dallas, Nick Ritchie scored a goal in his debut for the Flames after being part of the NHL's first-ever brother-for-brother trade. And Tyler Toffoli scored in a breakaway with 4.7 seconds to go as Calgary snapped a five-game skid, winning 5-4 at Dallas. We got some Stars fans tuned in. Gosh knows we have some Flames fans tuned in. I want people's opinions on that game. Nikita Zadorov, Elias Lindholm, and Rasmus Anderson also scored for the Flames. Uh, Markey had 29 saves. In Chicago, Seth Jones scored two of Chicago's three second-period goals, and the Blackhawks stopped Ottawa's five-game win streak. 5 nothing. United Anderson scored in the third, and L.A. got its fourth straight win, beating Washington 4-2. When we wind it up in Vancouver, where Elias Pettersson scored the only goal in the shootout, and Vancouver recovered after giving up a two-goal lead in the third to pick up its third win in four games, 4-3 in a shootout over Nashville. Moose, uh, it was a wonderful night of hockey. Uh, the game that I watched the most of was Edmonton-Buffalo, and it was highly entertaining. Any game with Connor McDavid, and it is. But I think a lot of our BC viewers and Canucks fans watching on Channel 924 on TELUS and also Kevin the Medium, a staunch Canucks fan. Moose, these are my thoughts. I'll get yours in a second. But I saw the comment from Rick Tockett after the game. I just said the Sharks were down 2 nothing. They came back and won in a shootout. Rick Tockett said, I think it was in between periods, had to have been between periods. He's like, guys, I know some of you don't have it tonight, and that's fine. Just don't hurt us. You know what that means. Don't take a lazy penalty. Don't give up on your man. You, you, you don't have it. I get it. But don't hurt it. And they come back and they win. And I'm sitting here going, what great coaching. And you'd like to think in the National Hockey League that all 32 coaches are good coaches. But you can't argue, I don't think anybody can argue, that some buttons need to be pushed differently. We all know that. And I'm just wondering, yeah. and Vancouver is your secondary team behind the Toronto Maple Leafs, so I'd like to ask the Canucks fans tonight, or today, <laughs> do you think that Rick Tockett is your guy moving forward? Because I like what he's doing there. Yeah, I'd like to think that he is. I don't think you make the move midseason unless you're going to commit to Rick Tockett for the rest of this year and at least next season. I think you, know, you definitely want to see what Rick Tockett does with an offseason when the players get to go home and then come back and start fresh in training camp with expectations and his message and everything else. So I don't think you judge him on results here down the stretch, but I think he's the guy in Vancouver moving forward. I don't think there's any question about that. Well, I like that. He's getting paid well, obviously. Every coach does. 
Bruce Boudreau, I almost wonder if he really got a chance. He had just a little over a calendar year to turn things around there, and, and, and it wasn't happening. And here for the Canucks, I, I hope for the best for their fans and for Rick Tockett. Something's got to break. Clearly, they're yeah. not selling the team. The GM's not going to quit. So they got <laughs> they got to change something. And obviously, Rick Tockett seems to be getting it going. Janelle's watching in Saskatoon, and she says, I shouldn't be surprised that we are talking hair products on this show with both of your flows. Thank you, Janelle. His is real. Mine's bought and paid for, but they both work. <laughs> and I love me some tough tribe. From Andrew Stout, he says, happy the Canucks won last night. From Rich in Edmonton, he says, that was an entertaining Sabres oil game. It was highly entertaining. And Roger in Calgary says, morning, Rod squad. Man, those flames like to get the old ticker going. So glad they pulled it out. And thank you to Foley. So, yeah, everybody's all geeked up. It's a hockey country. Let's settle in, have a sip of your coffee, and uh, let's talk about it. The poll question today, by the way, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, which Western Conference fringe team has the best chance of getting into the Stanley Cup playoffs? Uh, Producer Clark and I talked about it. We came up with Calgary, Nashville, and St. Louis. And the biggest reason is because they're the next three out based on points. And when you look at it, and the hockey people know, and the smart fans know, Nashville's been a seller. They've been dealing off their guys. Um, St. Louis has clearly been a seller, and they've started the rebuild already. So of those three, Calgary's the only team that is even trying to make the playoffs. And other <laughs> is the fourth option. But Calgary is leading the poll right now on both YouTube and Facebook. And I want to say this. There's a lot of hockey left. Oh, Kevin, the medium shows up. We just spent the opening eight minutes talking about the Vancouver Canucks. Kevin, you might want to rewind. I'm not doing it again. The Flames, though. And again, this is not Calgary Flames TV, although we will be live from the Grey Eagle Resort and Casino on Monday. I'm not, getting, I'm not jumping off the bandwagon. There's, there's too much hockey. We talk, left. We talked about this yesterday. Nobody has clinched yet. The Boston Bruins are on the cusp of the greatest regular season in NHL history, and they haven't even clinched yet. Would this not be, Darren, the biggest screw you in history to everybody if the Flames turned it around and made the playoffs? It would be something. And, you know, the comment came up yesterday on the show, Rod, when somebody said, you know, whether it was about the Flames or whoever to say, wouldn't it be something if they turned it around just to get in the playoffs and lose out in the first round of the playoffs? You know, but the thing it is, Roger. if Calgary, if Calgary turns it around and gets into the playoffs, they're just like Florida. I think you mentioned they need to go fourteen and four down the stretch. Well, if you're a team going into the playoffs on a stretch of hockey that you went fourteen and four on, you're probably one of the teams playing the best hockey going into the playoffs, and that's a team I would not want to meet. <laughs> in the first round. So if Calgary gets in, look out because they'll be hot. Yeah, as usual, my mind is jumping all over the place, but is it all different kinds of schools of thought. We talked a couple years ago about the Winnipeg Jets. It was, what, two years ago, the bubble playoffs? They lost nine in a row going into the playoffs, 14 of 15, and then turned it around and swept the orders in round one. So there's an example of where your last 10 games don't mean anything going into the playoffs. I'm with you, though. I think it means a lot. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm just saying there's an example of where uh, no two teams are the same ever. Ryan in Saratoga, New York, says, big game tonight for the Devils. 
at home against Moose and Clark's Maple Leafs. Should be a good one. I'm not. Oh, my God. Is this guy serious? I think he is. Logan from the audience writes, and he says, RP, do you expect Bedard to be drafted lower than first overall after his minus five game the other night? Hot take. Do you think he's trolling? <laughs> or is he serious? Yes. What do you think? Has is to he, be. I, I feel like he's he serious. has to be. That he's he trolling? has to be poking not, you. He yeah. has to be. You're not that stupid, are you, Logan? Logan Pizzy's the name. So he's either not very bright or he's a troll. <laughs> I don't like the options. Kevin the Medium says, uh, Logan, stop smoking the devil weed this early. Ted in Red Deer says, so really the poll question is what team outside the playoffs has the most talent? Uh, read it however you want. The question is, which fringe team has the best chance of making the playoffs? And it's the Calgary Flames. And what Moose and I have both just been saying is, I, I shouldn't speak for you. What I'm saying is, A, I'm not jumping off the bandwagon. And they are good enough that they could turn this thing around and get in. And Mike Richards said yesterday, and a few others have said it. Jim Lang said it. Who do you think is going to drop out of there? It could be the Jets. I could see the orders going into a tank. And as a matter of fact... Headline at yahoo.ca right now. Headline, avalanche approaching panic territory. So like an idiot, oh, I clicked no. on it. Here's the headline. Here's the first. After one of the busiest trade deadlines in more than a decade, clubs continue to jostle for playoff positioning. For contenders, it's already a challenge to maintain momentum while integrating new faces. It's even tougher juggling for teams fighting for survival. We've really just scratched the surface of how these changes may influence playoff races. Blah, 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 blah. It's saying the Colorado Avalanche are panicking. I feel like when I had a uh, panic attack when I jumped into the Atlantic Ocean the other day, it was a metaphor for what we were going to be talking on the show. Don't panic. I didn't really even tell you, or at least I glossed over it. The young guy, Brandon, who was working on the boat, he was very calm, Darren. And I know I did say this. I'm sitting there... <laughs> about to die and drown in the Atlantic Ocean. And he's like, you're fine. Happens all the time. Just grab that boy and I'll, I'll pull you in. No big deal. What does good does panicking do? All the fans want to panic. They want to, you know, the media wants to panic. And what that guy did was just completely, he just calmed me down. Yeah, we can do this. Calm down. Why do you want to talk about the Colorado Avalanche panic? Because I'll guarantee you Jared Bednar is not panicking. Their head coach. There's no way. By the way, two minutes left in this segment, so I'll drop point two, and then we'll break and we'll tear it apart a little more. By the way, if you just tuned in, Mike Wilner coming up later on today, the host of the Deep Left Field Blue Jays podcast, and frankly, one of my favorite Blue Jays broadcasters ever. He was such a jerk to callers on the air. And I found it entertaining. Moose says, you can't be so mean to people on here. Why not? It's fun. It's entertaining. Um, and Brian Ray, Dallas Stars TV host, he's coming up in hour one. But tonight in the National Hockey League, there are 10 games. And it includes a game that I've frankly been waiting for here for about a year because I missed them the last time the Golden Knights came in to Sunrise, Florida. It's not the same Golden Knights. It's not my Golden Knights. It's not Marc-Andre Fleury. It's not Max Pacioretty. It's not the team that I fell in love with, but it's still the Vegas Golden Knights. And Shane Knighty was supposed to be on the air with us today, their TV color guy, the sheriff. 
my good friend from the 1994 Prince Albert Raiders, but he had to push his interview to tomorrow. But I'll see him tonight, and I just laugh at the hate of the Vegas Golden Knights, so much by the fan base. And I put that on Twitter. I said, we've got a little show. Uh, I need your input. If you hate the Vegas Golden Knights, why? And we got some very interesting responses from the Knights haters, which we'll get into when we come back. Plus, for Alex at the Game Plus Control Room, World Baseball Classic. How about that? That's in the quick six. How about six. that? Raptors, Atlanta Hawks, Derek Carr, Kanabadad. That's what my friend Chris calls it, Kanabadad. Would you wait four hours in line to get an autograph from Kanabadad? XFL beating the NHL in ratings. Lots of stuff. We'll be right back. We're only uh, a little bit into the warm-up here on Game Plus Television, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Cause it's a heave ho, hi oh, stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? Lewis slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swabbing the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profit. Stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. We back. Your favorite daytime sports talk show is on the air. Game day here in South Florida. Can you believe it feels like 31 degrees Celsius with the humidity? It's 29 without it and uh, 85 Fahrenheit. So much for the weather report. Just before we bring the moose back in, Mike Yates writes in on the 902 text line. It's open. It's ready to roll. He says, the Flames came out with emotion last night, and Richie looked good. Hopefully, after the Huberdo pass, he gets a shot on the top line. Signed, Mike from Speedy Creek. Hoobie Dooby Doo had two helpers last night for the Calgary Flames. Moose and I are not writing them off. Can we bring the moose back in? Uh, Rich in Edmonton regarding uh, me almost dying 
off the coast of the Florida Keys on the weekend. He says, that Atlantic in South Florida is an absolute joy to swim in. Oh, yeah. It's, believe me, it's all on me. <laughs> jumped in. What a metaphor for life. Jumped in head first. Come back up. I'm like, these waves are, mm, I don't have a life jacket on. It's pushing me away from the boat. <laughs> That's what happens with a panic attack. Have you ever had one, Moose? Don't answer that. Just everything just crashes right down I on top know of you I, once. I yeah. know the feeling. And like where my mind would yeah. go is, okay, the boat's getting further away. Oh my gosh, what's below me underneath the water that I can't see? Um, I need to get out of here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, again, you got to come visit here in South Florida. You could actually see... It was like 20 to 25 feet deep. The water is so clear, you can see the bottom. That's why it's so popular snorkeling and scuba diving. It's the most beautiful place in the world, at least, at least that I've ever been. Anyways, so we are asking the audience, if you hate the Vegas Golden Knights, why do you hate them? And a nice lady by the name of Steph wrote me and goes, why would anybody hate them? And I'm like, oh, buttercup. That's so nice <laughs> of you to think that. But they're hated. And it's for a variety of reasons, whether it's from fans or other teams. Personally, I think it's because they've made everybody else look bad. They've made them look bad with their in-arena presentation. I've been to the games, as you know, as a guest of the Golden Knights. And they've got Cirque du Soleil performers dropping from the ceiling. They've got fireworks going off, dancing girls. The game is secondary. And there's that. And then they go to the Stanley Cup final in year one. It made all the other teams look bad. So that's another reason why the hockey people don't like them. But as far as the fans, Garth Wright said, he says, the mass love fest for them. They've escaped all criticism since they entered the league. For a team that's been getting further away from a cup, they always get their tires pumped. It's officially annoying. <laughs> How about that? Janelle in Saskatoon, she's right with us this morning. She says, how can you hate? Loved our game there a few weeks ago. I guess she was down there. Tyler writes in and he says, officiating in Vegas is interesting. Oh, here we go with that. From Quinn. This is angry tweets. Got a new segment here. The name is brutal expectations for a less than 10-year-old team completely unrealistic. Social media is insufferable. And their away white jerseys are, are an offense to the gift of sight. <laughs> I knew it. But I tell you, I can smell a controversy like a fart in a car. They might be the most hated team in the National Hockey League. I'm not joking. Yeah, I agree. But you, some of the viewers... Uh, and the fans seem to forget the Mark Andre Fleury Robin Leonard controversy and the knife in the back and the photo and the bad pub that went along with that. But as we sit here today, doesn't it seem like that kind of just went away all on its own pretty quietly um, without much after that? But that was that wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. And they bottomed out. They had the bad year, missed the playoffs. Um, but they're right back. I don't know. It's a it's a wild uh, franchise to follow. Sure. And the thing is, they run that team. All teams are the same. They do those painful things, expecting you to forget them. And we do. <laughs> Whether you're a fan of the team, what are you going to do? Stop cheering for them? I mean, that's why I stopped cheering for the orders. But that, when they traded Wayne, that's just me. But we're, we're, we're getting somewhere.
Bill in Regina says, I hate Vegas. I'm not a bandwagon jumper like all their fans. Swerve in Calgary says, clown show franchise that got in for $550 million. Seattle got gypped for $650 million. Rich in Edmonton says, hate Vegas because Gary Bettman gave them a gift horse via the expansion draft. The way they treat players like Marc-Andre Fleury and how they always seem to circumvent the cap. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> the thing I'd heard the most from everybody was the expansion draft thing, that the rules had been tweaked yes. to make it easier for them to be competitive right out of the gate. And again, as the Golden Knights people have said to me, that's not our fault. That is, don't come at us for that. The NHL didn't want a situation like the Nashville Predators that didn't make the playoffs for their first eight years of existence. Look at Columbus. They're still junk. They've been junk for 20 years. So I, you can't be mad at the NHL for that, not the Vegas Golden Knights. Before we move on, do you have a last take on that? Well, there's teams doing that already in, the, in these deadlines, and that's the advantage of being a team in, in a market where you're not reaching the cap. I mean, in the Ryan O'Reilly trade, Minnesota uh, was the third partner in there uh, to make it a three-way trade in exchange for keeping 25% of the cap hit. They got a third-round draft pick. I think it was Arizona that gets a draft pick in the Patrick Kane trade to New York. It's a three-way trade. He goes to the Coyotes for a hot minute. They keep some salary and dump him back to uh, the Rangers, and they get compensated a, a late-round draft pick for that. So, um, yeah, that's how it works. And I think uh, that's part of the game right now, and I don't know that that's going to be changed anytime soon. Lyle in Tirana is watching on Game Plus TV, and he says, I feel for you, Rod. My biggest fear in the world is open water. Totally fine on the boat, but I wouldn't even be able to get in the water like you did. <laughs> Thank you, Lyle. <clears throat> well, as a certified recovery coach, as I am mental health and addiction recovery, I've said to Darren over the years, you can't schedule feelings. If I'd known jumping headfirst into the Atlantic Ocean, I was going to have a, it was going to cause a panic attack. I wouldn't have done that. But sometimes you never know how you're going to feel in any given situation. And you need, you need help, like the guy on the end of the boat, Brandon. Bill in uh, Regina says, Rod, I'm an order fan my whole life. Like, who just quits being a fan? That's sad. I did. This guy. And it's worked out great. <laughs> you might want to try it. Instead of all the heartache they've suffered. Uh, Allie in Texarkana says, that was the worst thing what the Knights did to Flower. But they don't bother that much. There are other, they don't bother me that much. There are others, they bother me more, says Allie. Uh, so we're moving on to just point three. Jamel Murray scored 24 points. Michael Porter Jr. had 20. And the Denver Nuggets scored the final six points of the game to pull out a 118-113 victory over the visiting Toronto Raptors. So what we're saying is the Raps had a one-point lead and lost by five. The Craig McTavish line. The Nuggets pulled down their pants and gave him a spanking in Denver. And how about this? Meanwhile, Miami got the breathing room. It needed over Atlanta. Jimmy Butler had 26 points, and the Heat held off the Atlanta Hawks 131-28. The Heat swept the two-game set from the Hawks and moved two and a half games clear of Atlanta for seven in the East. 
And the Heat took the season series 3-1, so they hold the tiebreaker as well. <clears throat> Tough being an Atlanta Hawks fan, man. Especially this year. Point four, Shohei Otani hit a pair of three-run homers in a prep game for the World Baseball Classic, helping Japan win 8-1 at the Central League's Hanshin Tigers in an exhibition on Monday night. The LA Angels two-way star homered in the third and fifth innings. The World Baseball Classic starts Wednesday with two games in Taiwan. Uh, I'm going to move on. Point five, the New Orleans Saints say former Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr aside, has officially announced the four-year deal. Could be worth up to $150 million U.S. He's got $100 million guaranteed. Carr played nine seasons for the Raiders and holds team records for yards and touchdowns passing. Vegas released Carr last month, and the Seattle Seahawks have agreed to a three-year deal with quarterback Geno Smith that keeps the AP Comeback Player of the Year in Washington State. The contract is the first big payday of Geno's career. As we all know, after taking over from the traded Russell Wilson, the longtime backup led the Seahawks to a 9-8 and record and a Pro Bowl appearance and a playoff spot, too. Uh, thoughts on the quarterback uh, news in the NFL or anything else football-related, Moose? No, I think it's a, a good move. I think this instantly puts the, the Saints back on the map. Um, as a team to look out for in the NFC. Um, for Carr, the money's good. He gets a fresh start in a good market. Um, it'll be interesting. And what they do with that receiving course. So I'm excited now, and I think uh, it's a good landing spot. So, yeah, um, now we wait and see what weapons he'll have and what this can do for the resurgence of Alvin Kamara in the backfield, who's coming off a bit of a down year. So I like the move for Derek Carr and for the Saints. <laughs> Rich, the Raiders fan, writes in. He says, Carr also leads the Raiders in providing its fans with frustration. Regarding the Golden Knights, Kirk says the hate comes from how they built their team from the expansion draft. They did a number on teams protecting their players. Seattle was not so lucky. No, 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 no. To me, that is, to use my mom's term, good management more than good luck, if I have that right. Where's Ted in Red Deer? Uh, he, he says, I think Kelly McCrimmon is the best general manager in the NHL after years of being the best general manager in the WHL, in my opinion. And I've known Kelly since I was 16 years of age. I know how he operates. And I actually, despite what he thinks, do listen to him, even though we were sworn nemeses for a couple of decades. He said, we're not doing anything different in the NHL than what we were doing in the WHL. It's just to scale. And he's talking about transactions. So honestly, man, you don't think that he was on the phone with Columbus, stoking that fire, priming that pump to get here. Yeah, listen, you get Jonathan Quick from L.A. And there's something in it for you. <laughs> right? So Columbus calls his oh, Rob yeah. Blake, the GM of the Kings. He get, get him there. There's no way. Like, why is this not a bigger deal? that the L.A. Kings got McCrimmoned? Is it because they got so pantsed that nobody wants to talk about it because they don't want to make L.A. look bad like the media? I, I don't really understand. This was Kelly McCrimmon 101. Been watching it for 30 years. Of course. I don't he know. Called, Why is nobody called, talking about that? He called the Kings and the Kings, again, this is all hypothetical, but called the Kings and they said, we're not trading him to you. We're probably going to play you in the playoffs. We're not trading him to to the Vegas Golden Knights. He's not available to you. So he's like, okay, who's he available to? <laughs> you? Okay. Here's what we're, we're going to do. Okay. And then he 
sends uh, Rob Blake a text message after with a photo of him and Jonathan Quick arm around each other. That's how it works. You made a move. I know, He's a well, smart guy. We had a coach. At this point, it doesn't matter his name. Might, he might be watching right now, but in the dub, and he said to our general manager, I will never forget. We were sitting around with our feet up in the lounge. I'm talking the players' lounge. He said, if Kelly McCrimmon calls for a trade, hang up. You're not going to win. Right? So, anyways. Uh, we'll it's like going to a timeshare presentation. Trims. Don't walk in the door. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go. Uh, and I'll get to see those golden nights here tonight at sunrise. I can't wait. Moose, I'll see you in hour two. See you then. All right. Dallas Stars TV host Brian Ray joins us next from Bally Sports Network. We're live on the Game Plus TV network. We're on iHeartRadio, live streaming on YouTube, and on your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. You bet you talking hockey on a Tuesday. And in Dallas on Monday night, Nick Ritchie scored a goal in his debut for the Flames, and Tyler Toffoli scored on a breakaway with 4.7 seconds left as the Flames snapped a five-game skid, beating Dallas 5-4. Brian Ray was on the broadcast. Dallas Stars Television, he joins us today from the Big D. Hey, Brian, I was going to call you a razor, but as you know, there's only one of those. Welcome back to the there's RP Show, one. my man. Yes, 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 Daryl Ray. Hey. It looked wild on my television, but it seemed wilder in the barn. What was it like last night in Dallas? Well, I'm sure in Western Canada, for Flames fans, it was probably their best win of the season. But if you're a Dallas Stars fan, I mean, that was a, a punch in the gut and a kick in the shins to, to give up the game winner like that with five seconds left. And we were talking about it on our postgame show. If Dallas wins that game, you probably break the back of the Calgary Flames as they try to get back into the wild card perspective on things, just with the runway they have left and the points back they are. But if the Flames somehow turn that into a spark and they make a push here towards the final day of the season, they're probably going to look at that Tyler Toffoli goal and say that was the turning point that we needed to get back on the right track. So it's obviously whichever side of the coin you're on, it's two totally different perspectives. From a Dallas perspective, you're sitting in first place. You've bought yourself a little bit of a runway on your end to suffer a loss like that and not all of a sudden be looking over your shoulder saying, "Uh uh-oh. Well, and just to look at it big picture, I'm sure Dallas is sick of Calgary. Was that earlier this year they had a 6-1 lead in your place and had barely held on for a 6-5 win, beat him in a seven-game playoff series last year? I don't think you guys like the Calgary Flames much. Am I right? Well, it's not been a good recent history against Calgary. You're certainly right about that. It, it's You know, with, with the Stars, I, I think the, the bigger point of, of frustration down here is you know, they went on a little bit of a skid, and they lost to Columbus, Chicago, I think they needed overtime 
uh, to beat Arizona. Actually, I think they might have lost to Arizona as well. And, and you're looking at these teams that are outside the playoff picture and you're losing to them. Then you get Colorado the day after the trade deadline and they end up thumping the defending champs 7-3. Then you come back with Calgary, a team outside the playoff picture that had lost five in a row, like you just said, and you end up falling behind 2-0 and then 4-2 and then you lose 5-4. So there is a, a, a bit of a playing down to the competition, playing up to the competition aspect that the Stars have shown this season, which can be frustrating if you're a fan. And But also, we've seen them have such a great season. You know, this is a team that people looked at before the season began, and you're thinking, all right, they'll compete for a wild card spot, maybe the third spot in the division. And here they are trying to go neck and neck with Vegas for the top spot in the Western Conference. So as you have more success, the expectations are going to change for you, and they're going to get harder and harder. So it's probably more a big-picture frustrating element of why can't the Stars put the foot on the throat of some of these teams outside the playoff picture, but when a heavy hitter walks in, they're playing their best hockey of the season. And they don't have an answer for that. <laughs> if it was easy, <laughs> uh, they'd let us all know, right? Hey, yeah. I got to ask you this. Well, it's still, still leading the Central Division, but that wasn't enough for them. They felt they needed to make a move at the trade, trade deadline. They got Max Domi. What was your assessment of his first game as a star? Really good. Really, really good. And, you know, me reading up on Max Domi when they made the deal, the knock on it was maybe a little bit about his defense, but you don't go get Max Domi for defense. You get Max Domi because you're looking for an injection of offense, and that's exactly what he's done. So just uh, the two big stats that have jumped out to me, he's played two games with Tyler Sagan and Mason Marchman, and he's the eighth different player to skate with those two because that's how difficult it's been to find some offensive consistency from that line. And in the two games he's played with them, the line has a combined five points. So it's only two games, but you're obviously getting an early return. And then the other thing that jumped out to me, his first game was the game against Colorado, and he steps in with no practice, no morning skate because it was an afternoon puck drop, and it's his first taste of playing with the Dallas Stars. and. I'm an analytics nerd. I do enjoy the analytics side of things. He had offensive zone puck possession time. The puck physically on the blade of his stick for 48 seconds in the game. That 48 seconds was higher than any average total of any other Dallas Stars player on the roster this season. He has the ability to hold the puck for an extra one, two, or three seconds to see if something else develops within a play. And his, by doing that, he actually created a goal opportunity for Mason Marchman, created two other key scoring opportunities in the second period. The Stars, and, and specifically Marchman and Sagan, they have not had a player like that to work with this season. So he's probably the, the most capable or most polished play driving, puck possession, you know, offensively charged type of asset that they have to work with here. The early dividends are there, but that's the whole reason that Jim Nill went out and got him is the Stars have been trying to find somebody that can bring that line alive. And if they can do it consistently, we're talking about the Stars having three lines they can score goals as opposed to one or at times two this season. Huge difference when you get into the playoffs. 
Uh, Allie in Texarkana, who you know, she says, no matter what, I'm supporting my stars, but it's so frustrating sometimes, LOL. Well, there's a fan. Is That's a fan speaking for you because you're a point off the conference lead. Do you feel like maybe the expectations are a little high or do you feel like the, the stars don't get the respect they deserve? Is there a little bit to that? I think fans are greedy. I, I think it's as simple as that. You know, when when your team does well, well, you want more. You want them. Everybody wants their team to go eighty-two and zero. Look, regardless of of what the situation is, everybody wants their team to go eighty-two and zero. So, I think the expectations changed because the stars proved they were a better team as things went along this year. And and I don't think that's a bad thing. If you know, if people look at you one way before the season begins, and then you start to show a consistent improvement or a consistent elevation to what people thought you were, I think it's more than fair for the expectations to change then saying, well, you know, you're better than what we initially thought, but that means you're going to have more demanded from you. And I think there's more demanded from the stars right now that this isn't a blip on the radar that they've sat at the top of the central division. As long as they have, they're a competitive hockey team. Some of the internal and, and external additions they made made them a better hockey team. Pete DeBoer has obviously brought a different style of play that has also unlocked some of the offensive struggles. So with that, if you're good enough to be within one point or battling with within one point of the top of the Western Conference, it's fair for people then to start expecting you to win the Western Conference because you've proven you're capable of doing it. So look, fans are greedy. The Stars have proven they're a great team this year. And I think it's fair for the expectations to move up for this team because that's the challenge that they wanted to meet. Well, certainly it's lining up for what appears to be the best playoffs. And they're always good, but it appears like they're going to be better than ever. Brian, thanks for the time. Love watching you. Appreciate it. Good luck uh, down the road. Rod, always good to talk to you. Hope you guys are doing well up there. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Brian Ray, Dallas Stars Television. We'll be right back with a sports update and viewer takeover. We're live on Game Plus TV, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Because it's a heave-ho. hi oh Dealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swabbing the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Glad to have you aboard on this Tuesday. It's just me in this segment. The Moose will be with us next hour. Here's the way my mind works. Brian Ray just with us. Dallas Stars TV host. And I know the radio people don't get this, but he said... Um, people listening on radio right now on the key but he's like hey stay safe up there what do you say stay warm 
And I'm sitting here in a Magnum PI shirt, 85 degrees Fahrenheit, 31 Celsius with the humidity. I'm, <laughs> I'm at sunrise, dude. The point is, he thinks I'm dressed like Tom Selleck in minus 26. I wouldn't wear this in the winter. Unless it was a Halloween party. But it's okay. It doesn't matter. We move on. A sports update on this Tuesday. The Western Hockey League announced that Regina Pats defenseman Stanislav Svozel has been named WHL Player of the Week. The Columbus Blue Jackets prospect led all dub defensemen with eight points, posting six primary assists as God's team posted a 2-1 record this past week. Meanwhile, Blades netminder Austin Elliott has been named WHL Goalie of the Week. Their product of Strathmore, Alberta, posted a 2-0 record for Saskatoon this past week to go along with a 1.50 GAA at 941 save percentage. I love me some Strathmore, Alberta. I always stop at that gas station right on the southwest corner of town, right when I'm coming through, headed back to the 306. Very nice staff in there, especially if you hit the 9 to 5 hours. Nice lady that that works in there in Strathmore. I think it's an SO. And there's a great billboard for Alberta beef right on the other side of the highway, the Trans-Canada, with a big photo of Brian Sutter and his dog. I stopped one day to take a picture of that. Three Canadian teams hit the ice tonight in NHL play. The Montreal Canadiens will look to snap a three-game losing skid when they host the Metropolitan Division-leading Carolina Hurricanes. The Toronto Maple Leafs pay a visit to New Jersey, and the Calgary Flames are at Minnesota. Next hour, we'll look even more deeply into tonight's games in the National Hockey League. I'm really having a lot of fun with why people hate the, Dallas, or the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. I was about to say they're the most hated team in the National Hockey League, but then I thought about Toronto. Whoop. The Toronto Raptors have the day off after falling to 1-2 on their five-game road trip on Monday night. Toronto was handed a 118-113 loss by the Western Conference-leading Denver Nuggets. The Raps will next play the L.A. Clippers Tuesday. Here come the Hawks! The Atlanta Hawks last night here in Miami, 130-128. And it gave the Heat a significant leg up for seventh in the Eastern Conference. People asking if I'm going to go to the Miami Heat games, or even the Hawks, at least when they're in town here. Uh, how about no? No. I'm just happy with my uh, Panthers and Dolphins. Thank you. This sports update is for Landmark Cinemas in theaters now. 80 for Brady. It's inspired by the true story of four best friends living their best life when they take a wild trip to the 2017 Super Bowl to see their hero, Tom Edward Brady. Starring Academy Award nominee Lily Tomlin, Academy Award winner Jane Fonda, Academy Award winner Rita Moreno, and Academy Award winner Sally Field with seven-time Super Bowl champion and producer Tom Brady. By the way, I want to get into this next hour with Moose. Who's quarterback in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next year with Tom Dunn? Do you know Clark? That's uh, okay. It's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in the break. Ryan from New York says, was it 4A Alberta beef? See, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm very much looking forward to getting back to Canada. Going to spend some time in Alberta, some time in Saskatchewan. I'm hoping Toronto and Winnipeg as well. But 
Remember getting that roast beef meal in the Saddle Dome. Remember that? Obviously, Ryan does a year ago. Last minute of play in hour one. Guy gave me the, thing, the tray of beef, and I said, is this Alberta beef? And he goes, 4A. And I said, you can't BS a BS, or there's no such thing as 4A beef. Stop. <laughs> Calgary guys, what do you th- who do you think you're talking to? BW in Edmonton says, I always thought that Alberta beef sign looked like a Sutter. <laughs> Thanks, RP. Well, they all look the same. The question is, who was it? But I knew it was Brian. I've sat at his kitchen table uh, in Sylvan Lake. So we got to get to that NFL stuff. My question, Clark, was who's going to quarterback the Buccaneers next year? So we'll do some NFL talk, some maybe some CFL talk, talk about the upcoming new ownership of the Alouettes. Interesting story there. Lots on the ball right after this quick pause on Game Plus and WQE. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly. An AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.